basically the the story is of a child who has down syndrome who wants to be a superhero like his dad the dad in the story is kind of a superman level superhero and he he's just a kid like any kid who wants to do what his dad's doing in roundabout way he, he, he finds a way to get his own powers um, through a company with ulterior motives Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Start Ed Up podcast, a member of the Education Podcast Network. I am thrilled and psyched today to have on Chip Reese. Chip is the author of the graphic novel Metaphase, and this is no other graphic novel. This is about his son, who has Down syndrome, and the story around it is amazing, but I'm telling you, this is one of those that I'm going to call on the audience to follow through on this one. I, You're going to love this guy's story. You're going to love his passion. Um, but some of the things that he's wanting to bring to the graphic novel and comics world, is, I think, will inspire you. And, and I think that this is also a great way to incorporate your class. This is an episode that I think that you could play to your class. Um, I know some of your students will be inspired by this. I'm hoping you will be inspired by this. Uh, I have some big asks of my audience, especially my teacher audience on this one. So give this one a listen. If it inspires you, give it a share. I, I'm, I'm serious in saying I really want to help Chip on this one. And I, this episode to me is, well, it's personal, honestly, at this point. Um, hearing his story and seeing what he's doing and what he's trying to, to, to do in the comic book world is it's inspiring. So I'm going to shut up now and just start the interview because I know you're going to love this one. So without further ado, Chip Reese. All right. Joining me now is Chip Reese, author of Metaphase. Chip, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me, Don. All right. So I literally saw this about a week ago and, and your press coverage blew up and Alicia and I are watching this news coverage and I read, or I'm, I'm listening to the story about this awesome, awesome uh, comic book. And Alicia looks at me and she's like, oh my gosh, that is so inspirational. That would be a guy you should have on the podcast. I'm like, yeah, I wonder how hard it is to get a hold of Chip. Mm-hmm. And a kudos to you for being so fast. So for the people that didn't see the thing, I think it was on CBS News. Um, for those of you that didn't see it, Chip, explain your awesome new comic and what it is centered around. Sure. Well, the comic is inspired by my son who has Down syndrome. That's the instigator right there. Um, But basically the the story is of a child who has Down syndrome who wants to be a superhero like his dad. The dad in the story is kind of a Superman level superhero. And he, he's just a kid like any kid who wants to do what his dad's doing. Um, so in a roundabout way, he, he, he finds a way to get his own powers um, through a company with ulterior motives. And uh, that's the gist of it. Yeah. <laughs> so give it all away. No, uh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so, I mean, first of all, obviously you dabbled in art and doing comics before? Well, um, I'm not an artist. I'm just the writer. But I did, you know, leaving high school, I didn't know what the heck I was going to do with myself. I tried to do graphic design very briefly and decided I wasn't talented enough and then went the social work direction. 
Yeah. You know, I'm a career social worker who's just loves comic books. And uh, I guess pre getting into writing this book, I was just voluntarily doing blog stuff, interviews and promoting Kickstarter comic projects with stashmycomics.com. And uh, just out of that, and when I had the idea for the book, I started connecting with people and that's how things got started. Yeah, what I love there is, is that like, you know, I have a class where one of our mantras is opportunities are everywhere. And a lot of times, if you can find an opportunity that already meshes with a passion or a mission you're on, that is joy. Um, because, you know, if you're working on something you truly don't love, eh, you know, <laughs> it's right. that, it's, well, and honestly, it's a lot of things I feel about sometimes school. I mean, if we're working on things that we have to do because we're going to be in compliant, I mean, you have that employee mindset of I'll do as minimum as I can. I'll keep my head down so I won't be noticed and uh, I'll turn it in and you give me an adequate grade and we're done. But when you turn somebody loose on something that they're passionate about, it's totally, totally different. Um, and that's what I loved about when I watched the story is like, whoa, it's something you're, you're passionate about. And also, um, you know, obviously something that you already had an interest in before. So why not? So the, the, the fact of the matter that your son is the superhero, um, when did that idea come about? I'd say somewhere within the first year of him being born. Um, of course, we spent a lot of time in the hospital and every surgery that he would get through, all the different procedures, all that stuff, it just got into my mind like, man, he's, he's like a superhero. He's just indestructible. Like how the how the heck is this little scrawny kid making it through all this stuff? Um, in fact, for his last major repair, he was a year old. He had an AV canal repair. The whole goal of that first year was to get him bigger, so his survival chances for the surgery were greater. He only managed to gain ten pounds, or he was only ten pounds actually overall. So just stuff like that. I I just was like, man, he's he's like a little superhero. And that's kind of what spurred me to look at comic books in general, just to see if there was any prominent characters with Down syndrome. And at the time I couldn't find anything. So I thought, well, I guess if that's going to happen, maybe it's, maybe it's going to be up to me to make that happen. Wow. And just as a follow-up question, he was 10 pounds at a year old. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And he had a major heart open heart surgery. Wow. which that was his third major heart surgery at that point. Uh, his first one open heart was when he was uh, 10 days old. Yeah. So, so what is it about comics that just universally, what is it about comics that appeals, especially to, to young boys? Um, like obviously you were a comic fan growing up. What was it about it that drew you to them? Personally, I think when I think back, I'm just, you look at these characters and you just, I don't know, it's just the epitome of dreaming big. Like, man, if I could do that, that'd be awesome. And that's the thing that you mimic. And, you know, my brother and I were pretty close in age. And so we would each be a superhero and we'd, you know, clobber each other or whatever the case may be. But um, it's just that whole being able to imagine yourself as 
something huge and something, you know, dream, dream big as a kid. It's just a part of that whole imagination thing. I think that's the, the draw, the draw for me anyways. And so for my son, you know, I wanted him to be able to see himself in characters like that, that, you know, someone with Down syndrome can also be a superhero. They can also do these crazy cool things. And his imagination can be just as big as anybody else's. Yeah. And so you actually uh, have been writing about, you know, the fact that we need more diverse comics anyway, Um, like weigh in on that. Well, it's just, I mean, whether you have a disability or whatever your race might be, it's just, you don't feel like you're really a part of something if you're not, I feel like if you're not represented in it. I mean, I I know some people would say, well, it doesn't matter. You know, you could be drawn to whatever comic. It doesn't matter what a person looks like and all that, but there's a sense of belonging. Absolutely. That comes in when there's characters like you that are available. And when you see yourself in it, it's just, you just feel more a part of that conversation. No, I totally a hundred percent agree. And, and, and it is important. Um, matter of fact, <laughs> I tweeted this out. I think it was on new year's Eve. Cause I, I had this in my head after actually, after I watched uh, the story on CBS about you and um, I was like, man, Alicia, who was it that said my fa- favorite superhero is me in 10 years. And I <laughs> tweeted that out and I had everybody, you know, right back to me. It was Matthew McConaughey and it was his acceptance speech for a, uh, a movie he had won. And so I looked it up. And I hadn't heard the entire quote. And it was amazing because he said, you know, when he was growing up, that somebody said, well, who's your favorite superhero? Who's your favorite superhero? And he said, it's me in 10 years. Because he's like, I'm not there yet. And I'm going to get there. And I think that self-identification of you seeing yourself, and and that's obviously what you're talking about. Uh, I mean, it's exactly what you're talking about. So if if your superhero doesn't look a little bit like you and act a little bit like you, you're not going to self-identify. Right. So the, the, the fact of the matter is, is that, yeah, I mean, when, when kids look at comic books, they, they want to see themselves. When kids watch sports, they want to see themselves. I mean, it's, it, the, the difference is um, too many of our comics, yeah, it, it don't look a lot like everybody else. So I, I, I loved, loved that. Um, so I do have to ask you growing up, who were you and who were your brother? Um, we were probably a lot more of the Teenage Mutant Turtles, which, um, I think we were in to probably more than anything, but I don't know. Spider-Man was always a favorite. Um, I'm sure we played different X-Men. I can't remember what my brother's favorite was, but, um, no, there's there's nothing uncool about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So were you Donatello, Michelangelo? Who were you? <laughs> I'm definitely Michelangelo. Yeah. Um, my brother Casey, he was Raphael. Okay. <laughs> Any particular reason why? Um, I think it, it kind of matches our our personalities. We're we're both a little Michelangelo though, anyway. I mean yeah. Goofballs, so yeah. <laughs> Uh, so has there been a call to make a second comic or is that in the plans? Yeah, it's always been my plan. Um, the, the thing holding me back partly is money because it does take some fundraising to get there and time. Um, my wife's in school full time 
And so when I'm not working, I'm home and I take over Ollie duties so she can think straight and get some studying done. <clears throat> but uh, I'm excited because with all the recent press, um, the sales have been up pretty good and I'm hoping to use whatever we get from that to fund this next book, maybe a little sooner than I'd, I'd hoped. Yeah, I, I'm hoping that this, in some small way, this podcast will help as well. Matter of fact, normally, I ask the author to give me a couple free copies and I send it out to a listener, but this is the exact opposite. This is the exact opposite. I'm hoping that the people listening to this will not want to win a free copy, but will rush out and buy three copies and give two away as gifts or have them. I've got a lot of teachers that listen to this and I am challenging my teachers right now, especially if uh, you like comics, I want you to buy three and I want you to put two in your classroom. Um, that's what I'm really hoping goes down because I think that one chip, you and your son's story is I think going to be inspiring to a lot of students as well. Um, but two, that whole asking your students, okay, who is your superhero and what one could you create? What superhero could you uh, create kind of in your image and how is he different from Batman Superman kind of thing mm -hmm. so that that is what I would like to see um, although I, I will ask you so your superhero is your son um, what other kind of superhero archetypes would you like to see that is like totally out of left field and and side note the stranger the better because <laughs> mm -hmm. I want to I, I want to talk about some superheroes that aren't represented but should be Man, um, well, I think that we're due a a more accurate representation of different aspects of mental health. Um, I can't, I couldn't pinpoint any specific one, but oh, I can, I can, I can chime onto that. You know okay. who I like to see? Metacognition man. Hmm. Metacognition man thinks about his own thoughts and analyzes himself and makes sure that he keeps himself in check and doesn't get too high when things are great and doesn't get too low when things are bad, but yet kind of analyzes his own situation. Because I'm right there with you on mental health. Oh my gosh. Like I have seen so much of a spike in anxiety and depression in the last five years. I mean, crazy amounts. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm calling for a metacognition, man. Yeah, and I, I think it's realistic that uh, we got all these characters in comics, you know, whether you use Marvel or DC as an example. And it's like you said, it, mental, mental health issues are very prominent and it's super unlikely that any one of those here, you know, the percentages are that a lot of those heroes would be dealing with stuff like that. So yeah, um, yeah I just feel like it's, it's something that needs to be present and it needs to be represented accurately. Um, there is one book I, I, I liked, or it's, it's like a, a little short story that was in an anthology. It's called Aura. Um, it's, I'm trying to think of the, the names of the people that were behind it, but um, it, it deals with uh, bipolar, I believe. Um, but, you know, just seeing more stuff like that would be, would be awesome. I've worked in mental health and um, just, I don't, what I've seen on that side, I haven't really seen in comics. <clears throat> you know, 
man, my I, my brain's kind of exploding with things. And I, I think that it would be really interesting. And I'm not saying this to be funny, um, although it could be funny. If, if like, you know, uh, Batman were to, you know, there would be some episodes where he goes and gets some counseling because he's dealing with his parents' death. Yeah. Or that he's... <laughs> This is me being funny, or that he's not Superman. Um, <laughs> Dead going it, he can fly. Um, no, but I mean, I like taking away some of the social stigma of needing mental health help. I think it would be great, and yeah, showing showing a vulnerable side to a superhero, I think would be killer. Yeah. Um, and and uh, you know, I, if I could add on that, that you know, one of uh, Batman's therapists said, "Quit scroll, quit scrolling through everybody's Instagram page and wishing you were on vacation." <laughs> right yeah batman never takes vacation <laughs> i'm never off um well maybe you need to be batman maybe you need to take a, a small break uh no i mean as a kidding aside i i i love that i i think that our, our superheroes do need to show some vulnerability and yeah maybe create a new one all right so i'm not gonna let you off the hook one more one more yeah. superhero that needs to be represented uh, well you know what let's make it along with mental health their 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 vulnerability is they need some mental health break or some help, but their other strange superpower is. Oh, so you just want a, a superpower? Yeah. Ooh. Well, and, it, um, and again, it can be out there. It can be out there. It doesn't have to be. They have to fly, or they have laser vision. It can be out there. Man. You put me on the spot and I'm just, uh, I'm blanking out. I, I will say this isn't mental health, but uh, I've, I've thought that it'd be sweet to see a hero who signs and that their, oh. their power, I don't know if you're familiar with Zatanna, she's yep. a DC character that does magic and she talks backwards. Oh. I always thought it'd be cool that the signs that the person did was their magic words. And so whatever sign language they were doing was incorporated into their power. But that's not mental health. And I'm just drawing. No, 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 no. I, no, I wanted it to, to a tag like along with the mental health. The, the mental health was, was um, one of their things, vulnerabilities that they needed to show that things aren't always perfect. And no. then once, hey, if a superpower is one of them that they can sign and that there's a lot of people they can communicate with too that other people can't, oh my gosh. I, like, I, I love that because there, that would be a diverse, uh, I'm actually liking this more and more. My sister is a deaf education teacher. Um, mm -hmm. That would be great because there'd be a whole population that people are like, I don't understand. Why don't they, why aren't they communicating back? And then along comes mm -hmm. our superhero and they're communicating with them and their, their power is they sign. And, uh, and, and then the thing that they need, um, they can communicate back and forth with. Now, see, I like, and you know, again, sorry, I am putting you on the spot. I like brainstorming these things out, and and I kind of want that to be in real time because, um, one, I'm hoping the audience is now starting to rack their brain of what else would be a good comic book era. What other population isn't necessarily being served, but could be. Although, I, and I think that your number one answer was probably my favorite, uh, the mental health side. That is. Um, yeah, we're, we're, we're in some difficult times right now with yeah. the mental health. Um, so, okay. Um, other than that, so, um, through this process of you writing, uh, the comic book, I'm assuming like most writers, they had aha moments that you started to make sense of a lot of things while writing it. 
Um, what is a greater, deeper understanding you had while writing this comic? Well, I, starting off, I'll just say I wasn't a writer besides, you know, just blogging or doing, inter- you know, writing out interviews and stuff. So the learning process for me was, was slow. And so I, I, and I feel like a lot of, through the entire process, there was a lot of moments for me that I was like, oh, that's, that's how you do that. Or this is, this is starting to feel better. So, um, but initially this comic was only planned to be like a 10 page little teaser comic. And uh, it was through contact with a publisher where they were like, they saw more in it even than I did and asked if this is alternate comics and Peter Samedi is behind that. Um, he asked if I could flesh it out to a full, full blown story. So I guess that was my first aha moment. Like, wow, uh, I guess there's a little bit more potential with this than I thought of. Um, cause initially I was just going to give it to friends and family, just kind of share it with people we knew kind of to introduce them and pull them into my son's story a little bit. And uh, I guess through writing it, it did sort of help me work through things that we were dealing with at the time. Um, Because I wrote this when he was pretty young. I mean, he is still young, but um, this is within his, after he turned one, that I started to write a little bit on this. So it did, it helped us work through, I mean, it helped me work through um, just the stuff we're dealing with with the hospital. You can see right off the bat in the first part of the comic that uh, that's where it starts is in the hospital and kind of what he dealt with there. Um, but also just thinking through how, you know, Ollie may be perceived later uh, because of his physical health and his having Down syndrome, like how he's going to, or what people will think about his capabilities and what he can do. Um, so I don't know, it was sort of therapeutic in a way, I guess, to write it and kind of deal with some things in my own mind. Yeah. Well, actually I should have framed it because you, you talked about so much about the writing process and, and I guess for those people that know the difference, they'll know what I mean, but it's a graphic novel. It's not because I've used the word comic and a lot of people will think of comic as just necessarily like the art in a couple of word bubbles. Um, but yours is, is a graphic novel. And for those people that don't know, could you explain the difference a little bit? Well, comics, they're, you know, they usually come in 32 pages. They come out monthly until, you know, the story's completed or it's just ongoing until the publisher decides to end it. A graphic novel is just an all, um, it's just a story all in all in one book. <clears throat> the difference between like a, a graphic novel and a trade, um, we call them trade paperbacks. It's a trade paperback is a collected version of the monthly comics. And so the graphic novel is just it it came out as a graphic novel and that's that's it. It's just everything is in it. Right, the whole story arc. Um, yeah, actually, uh, it's funny because I didn't know the differences until, ironically enough, one of my favorite authors, I'm a nonfiction guy, um, and I was shocked uh, to see that Daniel Pink had a graphic novel. 
And um, actually I had Dan on the show and <laughs> he's known for probably drive more than anything. And I was hoping I didn't insult him by saying my favorite book that you've done is the adventures of Johnny Bunko. And he laughed. He's like, I love that book. Uh, because I don't think a lot of people either a know that he wrote a graphic novel or B was like, well, he must have not have been serious about it because he's a serious writer. And the adventures of Johnny Bunko is amazing. Like I, that book makes more sense out of life to me than, than, um, a lot of books I read. So, um, it was there. I started to understand what graphic novels were and then a girl started getting into graphic novels. So, um, and, and, uh, at our school library, my gosh, it, they're probably the number one thing checked out that and the, the manga titles, um, mm -hmm. a lot, you know, certain student populations really, really gravitate towards those. Um, but I like it cause I'll talk to them about it. You know, what is it you like about it? And you know, it just, it, it, it one student said it helps make sense of life. And I thought that was really interesting because of, uh, you know, I like metaphors. My gosh, I, I could, you know, my hero would probably be Joseph Campbell, man. Um, <laughs> Joseph Campbell comes back uh, and, and makes everybody understand the universal monomyth of, and, and the, the meaning of life. Um, but uh, I, I, I like how these graphic novels do. They, they have that Campbell-esque, um, story arc and and they have a hero and they go through all these things and and you know they complete that story arc and and oftentimes and like you said in comics just comics the story arc doesn't necessarily end it obviously sometimes ends in a cliffhanger or whatever but a graphic novel has that arc um, and so one one of the audience another difference um, you you had mentioned that there are some upcoming things in the works hopefully um, where do you want to see this go. Like if, if you could wave a magic wand, you would want this to turn into a second, a third, a line, uh, right. a movement, what? I had always thought it'd be cool to do three full graphic novels. Um, that, I guess that was after I um, started putting this first full book together. I was like, yeah, I think, I think doing three parts of something is, is cool. It's a good, you know, a good, way to cap off. I mean, I, I don't necessarily like things that just drag on forever. Um, usually that's not super successful. So I, I don't know, maybe limiting myself from getting to, I don't know what the right word is, but just, I don't want, I don't want the story to get weak and I don't want to just draw it out just because I can. Um, but no, three, I thought I'd stop with three books and I have, a lot of ideas for the second one um, that I'm looking forward to fleshing out. Big thing will be his powers because we don't really explain anything about his powers in the first book. Things just kind of happen and, and then it ends pretty abruptly. So the second one's going to be a lot about exploring his powers. It's going to, it's going to be about uh, more about him and his peers and I want to do some more stuff or do stuff at a school. So that's, I guess that's my ideas for now. I would love it if one of your settings was at school. Uh, matter of fact, okay, so here, here, man, I'm all sorts of excited. So again, to my audience, you're hearing this, it, the best way for Chip to get book or comic or graphic novel number two and three out is either by crowdsource funding or a robust sales. 
So I really want some robust sales coming from this podcast. Again, I'm, I'm, if you're a school teacher, I want you to, to buy two or three. Here's the thing. I'm, I'm so inspired by this chip. Um, if, if there's some teachers out there that said, man, I'd love to, I don't have, uh, I don't have the money to do that. Please uh, leave a comment and I will buy three for you. Um, and I will send them to your school. Um, as long as it's a school address and I know it's a school and it's going to a school, uh, I will buy them for you unless I get like thousands of requests and then my wife gets really, really mad at me. Um, and then I'll still try to fill a, 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 I promise, um, because I, I want to see more of this. Um, and, and the fact of the matter is, is if you're hitting on a lot of issues that more people in school need to hear about. So, um, yeah, in any way, small or big, I can help. I want to, but I'm also hoping that uh, the audience will respond as well. Um, it, yeah, oh man, no, I'm excited. Uh, matter of fact, just, and again, I hate to put you on the spot. No, I don't hate to put you on the spot. I enjoy putting you on the spot. <laughs> um, would, you, would you be interested if um, some students and teachers contacted you via Twitter and gave you some suggestions of some protagonists or antagonists coming up? Sure. I'm, I'm open to that. I, mean, I think, yeah, I think that there'd be a lot of unique kids out there that would go, Oh, you know what you need to consider is, and, uh, and I'm not trying to, to, to crowdsource your, your, your next, uh, title. Um, but obviously, you know, the more ideas people can throw out, I think usually the better. Um, so yeah, let, let's get, let's dive into that. So first of all, where, where can they find you or how can they contact you? On Twitter, I'm just straight up Chip Reese. Um, last name's spelled with a C. By the way, that's not straight up Chip Reese. That's at Chip Reese. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry. It's at yeah, Chip. sorry. <laughs> like, I keep typing in straight up Chip Reese, and it's not showing up. Sorry. Engl <laughs> former English teacher coming out in me. My it. bad. Uh, and then otherwise, I would say my email, which is Reese at gmail.com. You can always send me, shoot me emails there. But yeah, that'd be cool. No, I, yeah. I, I, again, there, you know, the, um, I've known some English teachers that assign kind of graphic novel-esque assignments and things like that. So who knows? I'm, I'm hoping, hoping to, you'll get um, some great feedback from some students as well. And then again, maybe drive up some sales. And I hate to sound like I'm just sales driven, but um, when people are doing good, what, what is the Naveen Jain quote? There's nothing wrong with doing well from doing well, <laughs> or, or there's nothing wrong with doing well from doing good or something along those lines. Sorry, Naveen, I'm butchering your quote. Uh, but no, I, I hope this is uh, mega successful because I want to see number two and number three come out. And mm -hmm. honestly, when I said, you know, make this a movement, I'm also hoping this is going to inspire other authors or even other major publications to start doing more inclusion. Um, matter of fact, I saw on your profile, uh, the hashtag, we need diverse comics. Was that a youth thing you started or is that a, just a general movement? I think, I don't remember how long ago that was, but there, that tag was popping up somewhere. Um, it was definitely wasn't started by me, but yeah, I just thought that was perfect. I mean, it connects exactly with what I'm doing and I will say, yeah, as far as inspiring others, that's that's a big part of this. Um, I just really, I don't think that I'm amazing in any way. I'm not a, when I started 
again, I was not a writer. In fact, I probably say I didn't really like writing that much before this, uh, but my kid totally inspired me to do it. Now I love it. Um, no, but, man, that's what I love, Chip. You became your own superhero. Uh, and, and like that's that is what I'm really wanting to always hammer in my class is that you don't need permission from an expert to be an expert. You exactly. just need to do. Yeah. And and I I've got so many students sometimes like, well, who am I to start this? You have a drive. That was you exactly. have a need. Mm-hmm. You know, I like you don't need permission. By the way, that expert that you're looking up to was not an expert on step one. Right. He or she was just a novice. And I like that you're like, oh, okay, I've got a situation that I'm passionate about. Don't think that it has a voice. To heck with it. I'm going to put it out there. And I, I, it, it's for that reason when I watched the CBS morning news, I had this visceral reaction of, oh my gosh. Chip's embodying it. He's lived it. He's going through his own journey. You have become your own superhero by letting the world know that your son is a superhero. And dude, I... Oh, thanks. Yeah, I just... Mm. Oof. I'll say too, you know, having the right people around you is a big deal as well. Um, I can't say enough, the artist on the book, Kelly Williams, number one, that he, you know, I sent him this shoddy 10-page script you know, this guy who's never written a comic book script in his life. And, and he looked at him and was like, yeah, yeah, I think, I think I maybe try to give this a shot. Um, he's kind of, he's basically been a mentor on top of being the artist for the book. Um, just kind of walking me through the process of putting a book together. And then Peter Samedi too at Alterna Comics. He's um, for one, he's the one that asked if I could make it a full book. And then two, all the patients he's had, uh, through the process of developing it and getting it out there and promoting it. Um, he's, he did something that a lot of publishers aren't doing um, at the time, especially. And that was to, to take on a diverse book, um, especially in the area of uh, disabilities. So big kudos to them for giving me a shot. And um, I can't, can't thank them enough. They're great, great guys. But yeah, um, if you, just what you said, if you don't feel like you have the skills or you're not the best at what you're wanting to do, just do it. You don't know what's going to happen. I mean, gosh, I never expected all this out of this little book. So it's, it's yeah, you just never know what will happen. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Well, guys, there you go. Um, first of all, you said it's you can find him at Chip Reese on Twitter. Um, you can email them again. That email was champyreese at gmail.com. Okay. And, uh, you can go, well, if you go to his Twitter, you can find the links, but you can go to Amazon. Um, the, um, I'm sure I'll, I know that I'll have a link in the description of this, so you don't have to search too far. Um, but man, I chip from the bottom of my heart. I hope people go out there and buy it. Um, anything else you want to include before we sign off? Um, I will say on the Amazon thing, it's taking a bit for them to change it to being available, but I know for a fact that books are on the way if they're not there already. Um, so if people get on there and they're like, it's sold out, well, it'll be filled here soon. Yeah. 
Um, but just want to thank you again for having me on the show. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, uh, come back when I have the next book. All right. So Chip Reese, author of Metaphase, we're going to go, we're going to hopefully order a lot of copies and we want to see, we want to see that uh, volume two and three, and hopefully we can get a lot of students involved and hopefully give you some ideas for uh, your upcoming next challenges and villains and all that other good stuff. Chip, I sincerely appreciate you being on, man. Thank you, Don. I appreciate it. All right. We'll see you. All right, there you go. Author Chip Reese. Guys, I'm being dead serious about everything I said on the podcast. I'm wanting you to go out by two, three, keep them in your classroom. I think this is going to be inspirational. If you don't have the money, and I was also serious about this, uh, write me and I'll buy a copy or two. Um, let me know what you need. You can always let me know this on our Facebook page. Keep me accountable. Make it public. Uh, go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash startedup, or just email me privately, don at startedupinnovation.com. Other than that, guys, man, I'm inspired by this. I hope you're going out and taking action. Other than that, just want to remind you that opportunities are everywhere. We'll see you.